Hey, America. Stork. All right. It's a late night recording session. Mm-hmm. We got we got a handful of things to get through. We can't be mm-hmm. up all night. You know what that means. Yep. What does it mean? It means it's turbo time. Roll the music. And welcome to another high-speed episode of 12 Points for America, a Eurovision Song Contest podcast from America, the country that can't stop. I'm Eric. I'm Derek. I'm Samantha. <laughs> I'm Danny! <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, I, uh, uh, I I can't do that for a whole show. Yeah, I was about to say, you sound like that dude on the old Mazda commercials. Yeah, I was going to uh, say the FedEx guy. Ooh, oh, yeah. I was thinking uh, Micro Machines. Micro Machines. It was the same guy. Micro Machines and FedEx guy were the same guy. Oh, it's the same guy? Oh, that makes sense. There's probably just the the one guy that does that. World record fast talker guy. Speaking of the one person that does it, uh, that does the thing, Sam hit him with the soap. I'm all right. Yeah. (laughs) I'm I'm not a Micro Machine speed kind of person, more macro. Very macro in my voice. Anyway, I don't macro know what we mean by that. But you can find us on social media, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all those normal places. Uh, YouTube as well, if you want to see some of our uh, some of our actual video clips. You want to see what our faces look like, if you haven't already. Uh, also, if you'd like to support our podcast, you can find us on Patreon. Uh, and for as little as, you know, 3 6 or $12 or whatever your local currency is per month, you can also help us uh, innovate and support our podcast moving forward. Our normal stuff isn't going anywhere, but it could also help us create cool new stuff in the future. Uh, we also have a Redbubble with all sorts of crazy merchandise. But yeah, find us on social media at 12PointsUSA or just email us directly at 12PointsForAmerica at gmail.com. We do read your emails. We appreciate them. We love them. And we love you. Aww. Speaking of reading emails, we'll definitely be reading an email at some point in this very show. Oh, yeah. <gasps> yeah. Coming so... attractions. <laughs> all right. Uh, where do we want to Where do we want to start? There, There is a, a surprising amount of Eurovision-related content going going on right now in july july <laughs> well a month get... that eurovision doesn't normally acknowledge i mean uh, summer breaks like whatever happened to summer breaks are our, our, our europeans vacationing on the north coast of spain right now that's I where know. we should be we, we, yeah we should be over in benidorm or ibiza or something like that yeah. right now or at least yeah. in the algarve like what I wouldn't do for a nice chilled glass of portuguese wine and and just plate of fried fish in a beach somewhere. I uh, had fried since... fish over the weekend. I, Go uh, on. <laughs> uh, that's all. Oh, that's... <laughs> Bit yeah. of a difference between Minnesota walleye and like good Portuguese like sardines. Yeah. I'll have you know it was herring, not walleye. <laughs> believe it okay. or not. All right, turn in well, your Minnesota residency card. You're 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 out of here. It's what I was, was fresh. Say, since uh, since one of our previous shows sort of dealt with the whole Britain hosting thing, maybe we should start with some Britain hosting news. Sure. I mean, we still are waiting on our host city, but bit by bit, more and more UK cities are throwing their hats into the ring. Uh, most notably over this past week or so, uh, we had Bristol, a lovely, lovely city sort of on the, the western side of things. Not too far from the Welsh border, if I'm not mistaken. They also threw their hat into the ring. Actually, it was a very cool moment. The mayor of Bristol had a video that uh, was launched uh, during Bristol Pride, like on the big screen, and everybody was just, you know, enjoying the moment of it being announced during Pride. Uh, and then it was released to social media, and now everybody in Bristol's like, ooh, we could do this. <laughs> and, you so, know, I hope they do. It would be, you know, we joked a lot about how, you know, that's kind of one of the one of the pooped-on British cities as far as the hierarchy of the metropolises go, but I'd love to see somewhere 
off the beaten track, like a like a Harrowgate host again. Not they've like Bristol their, is at the same chance. level. Yeah, but I would love for Bristol to to take it. Brighton was an inspired choice back in the day. Why not do another cool seaside? Team? I I would love to see Bristol if for no other reason than uh, that the creators of the so-called Bristol Sound Portishead. Oh. <laughs> Could be our, uh, our 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 big interval act. Wow! Think, think oh. about it. Think oh. about it. Oh, make this happen! Yeah, I, I I will say though, the more I think about it, the more I I think no matter where this ends up being hosted, mm-hmm. I hope that this is treated basically in in every possible way as if Ukraine were hosting. I hope and, so. and, and and that and that 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 really treat it as if it is a Ukrainian contest, and 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 the only thing that's different is that it's somewhere somewhere else but but, okay, but so but they like, got to sabotage a nuclear reactor up in Nottingham <laughs> just to really sell it oh dude and you can reach danny at <laughs> i'm not on twitter for a reason uh, uh. No, i i i think i think like make make this you know put uh, uh ua pb and j what are, what are they called <laughs> UAPBC or is it? Oh, I was so close. Yeah, Uabpaka, uh, Like, let you know, make sure that they're part of all of the, you know, all of this whole process and and all that. You know, make it as as much of a Ukrainian host show as you can, except geographically. Well, yeah, but you have to keep in mind though, the UK hasn't hosted Eurovision since 1998. A lot, a lot, a lot of people have been absolutely champing at the bit for this. I I, I understand that, but it's just it's just that like they didn't win, you know. Like, like they like, came second. They, they, they did. Second. They did. They did. And 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 should should the UK ha- be able to to you know contribute some some British things? You know that's cool. But but I I I want I'm the sure Ukrainian I, delegations to be at the wheel as much as possible. I'm sure mm-hmm. that there will be some co-branding and co-support. But I mean, you're working with the BBC here. I mean, it's it's a pretty well-oiled machine. I'm I'm I, again, I'm not in talks with anybody in the on the inside here, but it's gonna. I say have touches, have influences, but you know, you think about other contests where the winning or the hosting nation wasn't the nation that had won the year before, which granted hasn't happened in a very long time, but you pay deference to the host nation. I, I don't know. We've never really had a situation like this where right, where, yeah, where, it's, mm-hmm. where we're not in. The winning nation because of international conflict instead right. of just we can't afford it yeah it's, like like with, with respect to when the was it the uk that hosted when israel couldn't uh netherlands it, netherlands hosted okay like this th- this is not that situation no this of course is, not of course this not. is uh yeah this is uh a tricky thing but yeah. I, I i that's that's how i feel about it I, I i would love to see as much of ukrainian influence as possible but it's We'll see who's in the driver's seat. Is it is it the BBC? Is it the EBU? Is it you know UAPBC? We don't know what conversations are going on behind closed behind closed doors right now. Eric, what do you think? It's all good. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, that Eric refuses to speculate, and you know what? We're, it's so early, it. and I I know I, I agree with everything you're saying, but I'm just we're at a point where it's like I haven't seen anything that's really made me worry just yet. You're exactly right. It is really freaking early. 
It's July. So, it's July. We just got done saying it. It's July. Uh, I, yeah. So I, I did. I did take a look at you know about when the host city has been announced for the last let's say dozen years or so, and and, and I think that that a lot of times the the biggest deciding factor is, for lack of a better way of putting it, how obvious it is. So like like when Austria won, there wasn't a ton of you know d- d- discussion or or yeah. or, or I think whatever. Was, we I think three cities bid that year it was what, mm-hmm. Vienna, of course. Yep. Uh, Innsbruck and Graz, I want to say, but that was that was about Ooh, it. Hosting in Graz. Yeah. V- Vienna was announced on August sixth, uh, uh, following the contest. Um, it I think it has. It has skewed later uh, in in recent years. We didn't get Turin until October. Um, we didn't get Rotterdam for for 2020 until August 30th. Uh, we didn't get Tel Aviv until September, uh, and then Lisbon was was late July. But obvi- but again, there, there, it wasn't an especially complicated selection process to be like let's host let's host our first ever Eurovision in in the capital. I mean, it it, it was it was yeah. just a formality. Yeah, I mean that that um, arena was. The most yeah. suitable. Absolutely. Yeah. The 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 wild exception, as it often is, is twenty twenty slash twenty twenty one. Rotterdam was announced as the host on May sixteenth for twenty twenty one because they announced it during what would have been the twenty. Oh yeah. Uh, obviously, that's uh, that's the that the the super super wacky exception. Earliest besides that, uh, in, in the ones that I looked at, uh, Oslo was announced as the host city in twenty ten on May twenty seventh. Wow. So not not super long after that. The <sighs> vet, the venue was not announced until July. Uh, so so well, that one was a little yeah. bit unique. They were like, okay, it's definitely going to be Oslo. We don't know where. Ooh. Yeah, I think I think there are like two or three arenas in that area that mm-hmm. they could have done it, and they put it in the yeah. the, the Telenor that year. The the, the <laughs> rare instance of host venue win yeah. uh, is is uh, what we got there. I can't wait for like in the distant future for for Russia to get its act together and host in like Murmansk. <laughs> We're hosting in Vladivostok. Hey, you know. Vladivostok. <laughs> I was like, you know what? Vladivostok would almost be Short convenient for us. Yeah. yeah. That would be nice for the Australian viewers for once. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, that would be. Oh, to now, do that Sam, in prime time. Remind me, when you were at the contest in Malmo mm-hmm. and and Denmark won, didn't they have a sign up <laughs> yeah, this as was, you left? Yeah, this was this was ballsy. Um, Copenhagen, I don't think, was actually confirmed as the host city officially until a little bit later. Uh, well, where else would but, they? Oh, oh well, we'll talk Eurovision about it. in Aarhus? Like... In the middle of our street, yes. Um, Greenland. No, uh, they actually were, were confident enough about Emily DeForest only teardrops winning that they installed a like one of those uh, bus mounted or those car truck mounted uh, billboards outside of the exit of the Amalma Arena. So literally just on the other side of the Odesund from from Copenhagen to say, mm-hmm. welcome to Copenhagen, 20 kilometers that way, home of Eurovision 2014. <laughs> <laughs> it was the ballsiest thing I'd ever seen. They were 100% if they right, had, though. If they didn't win, they could just drive the damn thing away. But... Yeah, Copenhagen, they had hosted it previously in what would have been 2001 in a venue that was way too big in the park in. 
it held like 30,000, 40,000, some crazy high number. And it overwhelmed the show. It, it looked more like a festival show rather than an actual television program. And there was really a lot of back and forth about whether it would be in the parking, whether it would be in, I think it was the city of Herning was also mentioned that they had a really great venue that they've continued to use for the uh, Danish national final. And in the end, they ended up putting it in a shipyard that they custom that they custom sort of purpose adapted to the contest. And honestly, there wasn't really much to say about the actual venue itself, other than the stage itself was amazing. There wasn't a hell of a lot. Yeah, the stage was brilliant. The, the press center was all right. It was basically a glorified tent. There wasn't much of anything on that little spit of land where the, where the shipyard was though. There was like a single hot dog stand and a glorified tent. You say it was a glorified tent. <laughs> I wonder what that's like. They, could, um, they couldn't yeah. stick you on a boat. <laughs> it's a big boat. It'll... Oh no. The press center is floating away. Um, <laughs> uh, but by, by the way, uh, Copenhagen was announced as the host city on September 2nd. Yeah. Uh, it was, it was certainly presumed the entire time but it was not official until September. Yeah, because I so, think they were like, where if it because if the parking can't do it, where else are we going to put it? Nowadays, there's another venue in town that I think would be appropriate, but... It has well, kind of the same have... energy that of Netta saying, see you in Jerusalem next year. <laughs> and then the following year, see you in Amsterdam. That didn't pan out. She's in a number of geography. Ways. Oh, well. All right. Yeah, let's oh. let's move on. Let's move on to some more substantive news. Well, anyway, I think before, oh, no, it, yeah, before no, we no, do no, that, no. I think we got we got a really great email in. Uh, I, oh, I, yeah, Eric, do you want to do you want to take the reins on this? I think. Oh, I would love to. All right. Um, I will put it. I will read it in my most offensive accent. Oh God, uh, which is my own, just the way I normally talk. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Speaking of of British host cities that. Uh, that um that that clearly should be considered uh our, our good friend of the show isaac uh sent us a note saying uh why eurovision should be in sheffield uh <laughs> and, and it's 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 very honestly it's very convincing um so uh ebu if you're listening they're not but if you are please just just keep this in mind hi all from an anonymous longtime listener first time emailer from sheffield the unofficial gateway to the north of england i'd like to make a proposition for how to for how eurovision 2023 could be made infinitely worse here's why my city should host eurovision one it has an arena that's about the right size thirteen thousand. it two it's twinned with donetsk ukraine mm. that's actually pretty cool three it's the greenest city in europe also cool Ooh. And that's about it. The general incompetence of our council at doing just about anything, combined with the traditional pessimism of Yorkshire residents towards any event that costs even a few pence of taxpayers' money, makes means that if Eurovision really did come to Sheffield, the result would be a disaster of any magnitudes higher than a simple non-kinetic sun. Aww. However, as I'm from there and therefore must love it, I would formally endorse Chef Eurovision 2023, sponsored by Henderson's Relish, a local spicy condiment, think Worcestershire sauce, but better. Slogan, Rit, this'll do. Interval act can be fine. Five minutes of bemused silence because the Arctic monkeys couldn't be bothered turning up. <laughs> uh, I, you know, I, I, I'm that in. It's pretty convincing. Yeah, no, the venue's big enough and it's green. Uh, I mean, I like it. I mean, I'm, I'm just doing a little bit of research on Sheffield. It's a pretty decently sized city. It's got a, just over half a million in population. Uh, it's only about 40 miles east of Manchester. So, you know, major okay. metropolitan airport right over there. Uh, it's the home to the World Snooker Championship uh, and the UK's first professional ice hockey team, the Sheffield Steelers. So... Steelers. And uh, home to the world's oldest football club, Sheffield FC, and the world's oldest football 
football ground, Sandy Gate. So, oh. yeah. How, how, how many people live in Turin, by comparison? Uh, half a million? Let me see here. Torino, more or less. Torino, according to the fine folks over at Wikipedia, uh, population over there is about 850,000. Really? Yeah. <laughs> wow, I didn't think it was that big. It was pretty big. Well, it's old. It, yeah, it's it's big, but yeah. I but don't yes, know. Sheffield is the second largest city in the Yorkshire and the Humber region. Not just Humber? Yorkshire, Yorkshire Han- and the Humber. Wow. Yeah. If I knew what that meant, I'd be very impressed. Yeah. It's, it's a so, river. <laughs> yeah, it's so smaller than Leeds, but, uh, you know, take that, York. <laughs> Got him. Yeah. So, you know what? I this is, this is the time of the year when mayors and councils put their bids together and say, why not? I mean, we saw how many how many different cities that had no chance of actually hosting gave a bid for Italy or gave a bid for the Netherlands. We're still talking about Den Bosch. Den Bosch, though. Cars Jeans Arena. Ah, never could've forget. Had it. We could have had it. We could have. So oh, was that well. Isaac that wrote that to us? Yes. Isaac, thank you so, so much for writing in. Who, who really? also noted he was an anonymous listener. <laughs> oh, not anymore. Uh, but yeah, that's... Uh... Well, Isaac, thank you so much for writing in. Again, if you want to re- send us a message, you could do so at 12pointsfromamerica at gmail.com. We would love, love, love to hear from you. We really yeah, do. We, we, we want more proposals on host cities. Uh, s- send us your best slash worst slash best again uh, host city suggestions and uh, we'll and we'll pass them along. Uh, to to um, Martin Osterdahl. I mean, honestly, like we don't have a dumb rumor of the week this time of year, really. Not really. Well, I mean, we might, depending on what's actually happening with our with that artist announcement. But we'll oh, uh, we'll talk about that in a bit. Yeah, we'll get to that. Yeah. Uh, anyway, moving on, we do have actually a little bit of news for Junior Eurovision, which, as we know, is coming up this December in Yerevan, Armenia. Very exciting. Uh, we've got our first two acts. Uh, so we had for Georgia, we have Mariam Bigvava, uh, who was the winner of the Ranina national final, which has been their, their selection process since like 2018. Uh, Ranina has been going on since April. So it's, this has been a long time, uh, long time show. This, you know, take that Melody Festival. And so yeah, Mariam Bigvava, not Little Vava, Bigvava. Anyway, moving over to North Macedonia, we have an internal selection recently announced is a a uh, female-female duet with Irina Davidovska and Lara Tirpcheska. That's T-R-P. C with little Sidil. No, not Sidil. What's the the, the thing? Is the carrot? Oh, yeah, it's like it's not a circumflex. It's the other way around. Uh, Lara Tirpcheska. T-R. It's, yeah, it's a hat. It's a hat. <laughs> so T-R-P-C-E-S-K-A. Tirpcheska. Uh, for North Macedonia. Now, both Mariam from Georgia and Lara and Irina from North Macedonia, their songs will be released later. Uh, we don't have those yet. They're, you know, sure going to have something bespoke tailored for the uh, for the two acts. So we'll get those songs later. But at the very least, the Wikipedia page will start to get filled up. Uh, also filling up, we have the four acts that are in the running for the Netherlands, hoping to do better than their unfortunate last place finish last year. Uh, songs are being released one by one, but at least we have the names of the songs and the acts. Uh, we have a soloist, Luna, singing La Festa, which will be in Dutch, English, and Italian. And then we have a girl group, Infinity, singing the song Never Ever. Uh, High Five, which is a boy band, five members, singing Because I Know. And a co-ed group called Mixed Up, called uh, singing a song called It Doesn't Matter. And the song will be picked in a national final on September 24th. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's a stark contrast from the environmental impact songs of the last few years. This this group is here to just be like, meh. 
Whatever. Absolutely love it. It doesn't matter. Uh, because I know. And also, La Festa. Never, <laughs> ever. <laughs> it's going to be a really, really just downer of a junior. Yeah, everyone shows up and they're all like doing shoegaze, like angry early <laughs> 90s rock. <laughs> uh, I, I would kind of love that. <laughs> I know, just love a couple of 12 year olds doing like bargain basement nirvana. I really want that. Is this is this official? Uh, I'm seeing that December 11th is the date of the final. Is that confirmed? Uh, for, for junior? Yeah. Yeah, I believe so. Okay. That Sunday? Uh, I I assume so. I for some reason I had seen December, but nothing beyond yeah. that. Yeah, it's it's okay. Sunday, December eleventh. That's that's been announced oh. for a while yet. Oh, all right. Well, yeah, I I learned something today. Yep. All right. Speaking of Eurovision adjacent programs that are not quite Eurovision, but certainly get it, hoping to get the spirit, uh, we have the American Song Contest that we talked about a couple episodes ago. Uh, we have Eurovision Canada that is uh, gracing the airwaves next year. And just down the pipeline today, as we're recording, we get word that the team behind those two programs are taking the show southbound uh, and Eurovision Song Contest Latin American edition uh, will be coming down the pipeline in the, the next couple of years. Wow. Yeah. I don't know how this is going to do, considering that RTVE, the Spanish broadcaster, has also announced a pan-Latino contest of their own called Hispavision. And the Viña del Mar Festival has been going on in Chile literally for decades. So I don't know. Hopefully the market isn't too saturated. I don't know if Viña is too is very specific. but Let's bring back Turkvision, too, while we're at it. Oh, please do. I love Turkvision. We've already had. I feel like we've already had an entire episode about Turkvision. Can we have another oh, one? Oh no, just turkeys. Just turkeys submits to Eurovision. Ooh, I know what we've got in a couple weeks then. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We we yeah. We need to dive into Turkvision. All right. Oh, good stuff. Ah, uh, Turkvision. Oh. So I, I want to preemptively congratulate Carly Rae Jepsen on her win in the Canadian Eurovision. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm just really happy for her uh, repping. I believe she would represent British Columbia. I remember right she's from mm. over there is that right i think so bc yeah i i'm excited to 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 see these i think it's interesting that both of these are eurovision branded when the asc was not yeah i i'm very curious about the decision to do that uh i'm not sure if it was just expected audience response of you know eurovision song contest america if it's just american song contest you know what what rates better with test audiences you know I suppose. Has there been any any discussion or revelation whatsoever about a second American Song Contest? I haven't heard anything. Or are we still just kind of waiting? I, I haven't heard anything. I'm waiting. Or if it just, oh. or if it just disappears uh, and NBC pretends like it never happened. <sighs> I have a question. Okay. Considering, considering what happened with the public televote at ASC... Mm-hmm. Like Alexis Televote was more dominant than Kalush Orchestras. And yeah. that's and that's crazy. Yeah. Uh-huh. What if, let's say, mm-hmm. Montenegro found a K-pop artist and yeah. sent him to Eurovision? Mm-hmm. Would it work? Yes. Off to Pagorica we go. I mean, to win? Well, I'm not sure, but it would work. Mm-hmm. I'd love to see it. I mean, I just like K-pop fans, man. They, they turned out they turned out in every single state. Yeah, they mobilize quickly, yes. Like, like the like, minute men of pop music. I, I, I can think of some other sociopolitical issues that we can maybe get the K-pop fans to 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 work on, maybe. You've yeah. seen what they've done to Twitter the last couple of years. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> what you want like Jungkook to to testify at the Gen 6 hearings? I would that love that, as a matter of fact. <laughs> <laughs> 
that would be that'd be fantastic. But no, I'm a I, I, witness at the next hearing. Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm genuinely curious if 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 like a K-pop ringer, so to speak, could could win Eurovision. It seems entirely a, plausible. Yeah, you'd have to find somebody with you know connections to another country. But yeah, or be San Marino and just not worry. Oh about God, it. yeah, that would do it. I mean, Netta was kind of inspired by K-pop, wasn't she? Uh, K-pop and J-pop, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's true. Kind of Southeast Asian sort of pop scene. Oh, that's why Fuego lost. Okay, we already have the answer to this question. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. That's. Um, I would be really curious to see if something, if if somebody were to try something like that at some point. Obviously, like the votes still have to come from within Europe, but I, it seems like they're everywhere. So uh, they're right behind you. Check your closet. Look in the back seat of your car. <laughs> There's K-pop stands. There's a K-pop stand waiting for you. Yeah. <laughs> K-pop stands, please don't kill me. Uh, I I I thought Wonderland was really good. It was good. It's really really good. I, prefer, uh, I still prefer Nevada, but we've talked over. We've talked about yeah, that before. We had to get Crystal Method on this show. By oh, the way. seriously. All right. Where? Uh, let's see. What else we got? I think I think we, we we've kind of led up to the big meaty meaty news that dropped this week that is pulled us, snapped us wrenched us from the lull of post-Eurovision depression and uh, has probably caused the first bit of carving onto the massive, massive impending iceberg that is the 2023 season. Israel, they've potentially announced their artist already, which is crazy. You know, and we thought that Bulgaria jumping the gun last year. Wouldn't it be nice if we just had to sit with a candidate for 10 months now it seems like a we're candidate gonna... with an impressive back catalog so they're yeah. not an unknown oh yeah no noah is she's uh, Noah Curell. if you haven't heard the news already which hopefully you have by now if you're listening to this podcast chances are you're already on the pulse of other stuff that's going on uh so noah Curell was announced by the sort of inner circle of the uh israeli eurovision delegation uh after they kind of had a closed door meeting discussing a number of potential candidates and within about an hour or so of tweeting yeah we're we're in our conclave here we're gonna have some discussions about an hour or so later they tweeted yep it's noah the white smoke yes came out and (laughs) selected the new artist had a delegation stands out on the balcony habemus representative yep uh so yeah noah carell um about a day or so later, she came out and says, ah, maybe. So I don't know where there's a lapse of communication or if she's just playing coy or if there's still negotiations to be negotiated, but might not be as done of a deal as we thought. Time will tell. By the time this episode airs, maybe we'll have an answer. Maybe we won't. Uh, what I will say is that if Israel does end up sending Noah Carell, it would be a great great step um she's incredibly well known she's very very popular uh what did you say uh eric you noticed that she had the last four mtv awards for best israeli artist or favorite yeah. this were are her yep mtv europe music awards has an award for best israeli artist she has won it every year since 2019 yeah that's pretty impressive or it, it might actually be farther back than that and she's only like 21 or 22 or something so it's kind of kind of wild uh uh she got really young this this whole thing though like this uh, this announcement and and then kind of walking back of the announcement um this is stupid (laughs) (laughs) it's july first real major news of the eurovision 2023 season is getting this reaction from eric like i'm a i'm a huge fan of just us getting some news and eric going ah this Like, 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 if there's if there's a song, we can't hear it. 
for almost two more months. <laughs> oh, right. The September first deadline is months away. Yeah, like if they released it <laughs> now, it would, it would be yeah, disqualified. <laughs> this is this is stupid. Like that, I I I don't know. I I I was curious about this as well. I looked at what when is the earliest countries have jumped the gun in over the last like twenty years, and and this is basically completely unheard of. This is. This is stupid. You know, um, sometimes when an eighth grader and his peewee football team is just like, all right, and I'm declaring right now I'm going to Notre Dame. Yeah, so, something, something <laughs> like just... that. I, I mean, last last year, we got Jeremy McKees as the artist from Belgium in, in on September 15th, and that sure. was unusually early. Yeah. September 15th is more than two months from now. I, <sighs> I feel like Valentina Mineta was announced for San Marino in 2014. For the 2014 contest, ridiculously early as well. It's San Marino, though. Like, I, I yeah, I mean, yeah. I uh, but it's. I, I remember hearing. I think uh, the three J's in for, for the Netherlands in 2011 were also super early. But this just feels really, really early and really abrupt. Especially because it's. I mean, granted, I love it when a delegation decides to change up a tactic of how they're so- selecting their artists or selecting their song. Like, I show it shows that they're not resting on their laurels. They're thinking, you know, how can we improve? How can we grow from last year? Let's switch things up. But why so early? Like, it doesn't seem like the ink is dried on the paper quite yet. Like, uh, I feel like I'm missing something. Yeah. I I also took a look just at at what what amount of sense this makes strategically to 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 go fairly early. And granted, they haven't released the song because, again, they, they can't, can't for two more months. Uh, but if you had to guess, when was the last time a winning song was released before February? Ooh. Okay, so let's think here. Uh, Stefania was ninety-one. <laughs> oh no, no, no! It's not that far back. Uh, Let me think. Okay, so before February. Mm-hmm. Um, Give me a hint. Is it a good song or a bad song? Uh, it's all right. Oh, it's all yeah, right. Um, okay. Um, <laughs> I was really hoping that would immediately give an answer. <laughs> oh, okay. Watch, it's going to be sad. So many of the so the thing is, so many of the national finals, you know, they start in February. So what would mm-hmm. what would be a Huh. I'll, I'll give you a hint. Its victory was predicted by a bus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, was it? Was it only teardrops? Yes, back yes, only teardrops. Yes, yes. teardrops yes. Yeah. Yep. Only only teardrops was released on January twenty second. You said that like it was like the bus itself. Like we did a, a weird divination ritual on the bus. Yeah, they, they did an interview with a bus, and the bus was like, you know what? I think Denmark's got it. Like the like octopus that the octopus that predicts March Madness mm-hmm. winners. Paul yeah. the octopus. Uh, yes. Yeah. Only teardrops <laughs> and fairy tale, which was released oh, sure. on January twelfth. Uh, although it wasn't picked for more than a month. Just in time for a after that. Yeah. Uh, those are the only songs in the last 15 years wow. that were that were released before February that ended up winning the contest. There have definitely oh, been man. artists who have been announced, even though their songs weren't necessarily released. Artists that have been announced early mm-hmm. that have ended up doing well. I feel like Duncan Lawrence was announced relatively early. I know Conchita was announced pretty early, even though her song was one of the last to come out in 2014. Yeah. March 18th is when is when Rise of rise like a phoenix yeah uh, so was ab- was released about as late as it could possibly go mm-hmm. uh, yeah and, and it, it just sort of these later ones tend to do a bit better i i feel like it, it, i guess 
Stephania was released on February 7th. Mm -hmm. Uh, We didn't find out it was going to be the Eurovision song until the 22nd. And obviously there is a little bit of confusion there because they didn't win the national final. Yeah. Uh, But ZTA Borny was in March. Arcade was in March. Toy was in March. Amar Pelish Deutsch was... February. uh, First performed in mid to late February. Yeah. Uh, It wasn't picked as the ESC song for a while. Well, but the thing is, like, we have to expect something like this from a country like Israel because they don't have a robust and regular national final process, unlike Portugal or, you know... Mm. uh, or not to that, not to or, that level. All of these anyway, are, definitely not. No, 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 no. Nothing long-standing like that. So, I mean, we can expect something out of the blue from Israel. You know, <laughs> what year can't we? Uh, but I still think it's it's just dumb that we have to deal with this in July. <laughs> but the thing is, <laughs> though, this put onto our plate. We gotta talk about it. How dare they? And the thing is, we are talking about it, and there's nothing uh-huh. really else to talk about. Like, Israel, we- where do you get off giving us content? Jesus. <laughs> So, so here's a question for you. Given the fact that she's been around for a few years, is this just going to be a massive boon to her career? Because she has music out that mm-hmm. we can go and listen to in the meantime. Mm-hmm. So how many people are going to go and check her out and be like, okay, well, what's her other stuff like if we don't have a song yet? Because I listened to like three or four of her songs you know, the last couple of days yeah. just mm-hmm. to get a sense of who she is. I'm like, I never would have listened to her otherwise. This is yeah. honestly, it, yeah, honestly, this is a very, very intelligent move, at least from a, not even thinking about the competition, but just a from the label. marketing and, and, yeah. and label standpoint. Like, yeah. I mean, you, know, you dig into her, her background, like she seems like an obvious choice. Like she's young, she's popular, she's doing this music that's very modern, very cool. Like as soon as they announced her, I'm like, oh, obviously, yeah, this is the perfect choice to kind yeah. of, to, to send over and if she even if she turns out like six months from now it's like oh no no it's not going to be her look at all the people who know about her now and have listened to her and yep. discovered her absolutely yeah the, I mean, I mean, honestly yeah. It's, a win, it's a win-win whether she goes or not she's she's gained a benefit from now having all of the eurovision fandom talking about her because there's nothing else to really talk about <laughs> yeah i mean she's she's Immensely popular, particularly in Israel, but in in Europe in general, I think. So I think that may be a little bit less true in places where she's already a big part of the public consciousness. But I mean, I don't know how many other Eurovision like blogs and podcasts and sites and things like that saw this news and were like, finally, or like, (laughs) that's perfect. It was okay. Well, who is this person? So so yeah, I I I mean, I, I would not be shocked if by the time this 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 show releases this episode releases that they've walked the whole thing back. Like, but, but I, I, I just, I don't know. Strike I, this I don't the know. Records, we didn't say nothing. Mm-hmm. I will say though, you know, knowing how exhausting and how intense the Eurovision process can be from an artist point of view, from a delegation point of view, I am somewhat concerned about it starting this early simply for the sake of she's getting on the bucking Bronco four months before she has to mm-hmm. six months before she has to. That's a Eight really good point. She has to. <laughs> that bucking Bronco I mean, has okay. a name. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And it is. Come on. Oh come God. On. I'm spacing. Oh, it was it like, sh- sh- Oh, what was it? Oh no. Come on. What was the bucking Broncos name from San Marino? <laughs> Becky or something really generic. <laughs> Roberta? Roberta. 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 It, yeah. Roberta. Yes, it was okay. Roberta. <laughs> That's, that's, I, where's that's Roberta a, now? Oh, that's a, it's in his closet. It's got a bunch a of laundry with on it. Anyway. So, along yeah, with the robot. Yeah, yeah. So, so poor Noah is mounting Roberta way, way earlier than she Hey. Hey. Well, here's the... De- All right. Uh, here's the thing. Even though it is insanely early, I think that there is 
maybe like one benefit to that. And it is that it is so early that because she's announced, she gets very hungry for content interviews out of the way right away. So that, I don't know, maybe she's part of less of a circus by the time it's actually like Eurovision season. Like it's, it's crazy early. I don't know why they wouldn't have just done this since, I don't know, September or October instead, and just had, you know, a bit of recency on their side. That's the only reason I can think that would, I don't know, make sense from a logistical or strategic point of view. I don't know. Does anyone know if she has a touring schedule for this? Oh, Oh, I don't know. But that would certainly like the idea of mixing your already existing tour with a promotional tour for the contest. She is much more popular than a lot of Eurovision artists are when they get to the contest. Mm -hmm, Mm hmm. You could tie that in. Also, if they announce super early or they if they get her to sign on early, they can introduce her to the song, get her to start rehearsing it, start planning, staging and performance and all that other stuff, such that if she does have to go on tour or do other engagements, she's already got some of that kind of sorted out. Right. As long as it doesn't create the same kind of fatigue that you do see in a lot of artists where when mm-hmm. you're practicing focusing on the same song and granted you'll have other songs in a back catalog to kind of deflect to but if you're focusing on a single song for months and months and months and months and months and honing it and honing it and honing it after a while exhaustion does set in i mean just look at the nice thing about her is that she doesn't have a song yet just watch we're gonna we're gonna get the song probably just probably does just because the song hasn't been released doesn't mean that there isn't a demo in the back pocket yeah that's right yeah she could be working on, like, what time is it over there right now? It's probably, what, 9 a.m.? <laughs> it's not <laughs> a.m. right now. She's yeah. probably in a dance studio figuring out her choreography. But she doesn't have that crunch that I think a lot of other artists do, where if they're doing a national final or an internal selection and they get the song out in February, okay, now you have two months to get everything crammed in and ready versus, okay, you have eight months to stretch this out. You could spend a couple of weeks here and there working on this. It doesn't have to be your entire life. I I took a look. It does not appear that she has anything resembling a tour on the books at all. Huh. Uh, Which means that there's possibly room in her schedule to have a early promotional tour and get the ball rolling. Potentially, yes. I, I, there, there isn't even a section on her website for live shows. And oh. I, I, I think maybe some of that is, you know, she kind of took off as an artist during COVID at a time when live shows just weren't a thing. Mm-hmm. So it's not something she's ever really had to think about, uh, potentially. Maybe, but maybe. but and Israel's pretty serious about that stuff. Also yeah. true. Um, I don't know. Also, but... I, I was I was curious. Uh, Eurovision World does not have betting odds for next year's winner yet. I was going to see if like <laughs> if she's if she, at the top of the, the presumptive winner is, <laughs> or, or just or just like like it's out and she's like fifth in the betting odds because it's like okay, say, that's Sweden is that's already good, twenty percent. I, I mean, I think usually when these things open, it, Sweden is is like always just sort of there because it's just sort of like the safe bet. Sweden like, always has to just be in the yeah. token top six. Yeah, Italy is in each way. Italy's yeah. up there too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I think some uh, love too. I, I think if it, I think if it were to open tomorrow, I think the favorite would probably be Ukraine again. I was about to say, yeah. <laughs> I, I think I think as long as as long as that's going on, I, I, I mean, I, I don't know that the that the sent the sentiment that got them 439 public points is just going to go away. I don't know that they're going to do that again, but but it. I think seeing what happened, it's it would be tough to bet against them unless the song is just absolute garbage. Hey, we've had uh, we've had absolute garbage win the competition before. <laughs> go on. And on that note, we'll Azerbaijan. Uh, what do you think I'll, I'm talking okay. about? Right, what, do right, you, what do you think I'm talking about? Come on. Uh, uh, satellite. Hey. All right, that wasn't garbage. Uh, I just hate it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
Before we all yeah. come to blows. Yeah. All right, before we all come to blows here, I think it's time that we say goodnight. It's it's late no. o'clock over. No, it's not. Oh yeah, yeah. Let's. Okay. I'm tired, y'all. Did you say it's late o'clock? Yes, I did. <laughs> okay. Would you look at the time? Anyway, yeah, three of us were in a were in a pub quiz earlier this evening, so my brain is my brain is falling out of my ears right now. Anyway, uh, again, folks, let us know what you think. Uh, what is your opinion on Israel selecting their song or, or their artist? I should say, super super early. Is it? A say, what's your opinion group? on Sheffield hosting? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you are if you are a UK citizen, let us know why your hometown should or should not host Eurovision or just tell us something cool about your city that we would never have known otherwise. Uh, I'm trying to think of something about Minneapolis right off the top of my head. Uh, That's a big spoon. Got a big spoon and like multiple restaurants claiming that they invented a stuffed cheeseburger. It's awesome. Yeah. Uh, anyway, again, you could reach out to us on social media. It's one, two points USA on Facebook or Twitter. Email us directly at one, two points. Uh, sorry, 12 points from America at gmail.com. I am tired until next time, everybody. I've been Samantha. I've been Derek. I've been tired. I've been Danny. In America. Stop, Stop listening. Listening. I was so hoping. Shh, 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 shh. <laughs> it's an ASMR yes. podcast. You're going to the microphone here. <clears throat> I was I was so hoping when Danny was like, "Is it a good song or a bad song?" And I would have been like, "It's all right." Somebody would have immediately like, "Oh, only teardrops." <laughs> <laughs> I was that's so right. hoping for that. <laughs> <laughs> that it, that's okay.